Guys, if you're anything like me, looking at maps has always been a huge part of my preparation and execution for my outdoor adventures. I have been using GoHunt digital maps on desktop and mobile for quite some time now. I have used these maps for years for my in-depth e-scouting tactics and my methods of using offline maps during the hunt. Well, now I'm happy to report GoHunt maps now covers all 50 states. There's two ways to get the Go Hunt map. You can sign up for a Go Hunt Insider membership and get the benefits of all the draw odds, harvest statistics, unit breakdowns, strategy articles, as well as access to the 50 state maps, plus savings on gear for being an Insider member. Like right now, they're doing double points. For an Insider membership, sign up now at GoHunt.com, use the J. Scott promo code, and get a $50 GoHunt Gear Shop gift card just for signing up. You can also just sign up for a GoHunt Explorer membership, and that gives you access to 50 states for 50 bucks. Use the J. Scott promo code. Guys, also, don't forget to get a 10% discount on gear at the Go Hunt Gear Shop by using the J. Scott promo code. You can also reach out to my friend Cody Nelson of 20 plus years, either by phone or by text, 602-399-3699. Make sure you tell him I sent you. I want to thank GoHunt.com for their loyal sponsorship of my podcast. We're over 815 episodes in, and they've been with me for, since the beginning. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting for their sponsorship of this podcast. They provide the gear that I use on all of my hunting adventures. You can go to the Kuyu website directly, kuiu.com, order directly. They're a direct-to-consumer company. Uh, they make the best gear in the in the hunting industry, and I've been a loyal supporter of theirs for years. Also, phonescope.com. Go to phonescope.com. Use the J. Scott or jscott22 promo code, and you're going to get a 10% discount at PhoneScope. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for, for supporting me. If you have any questions or you'd like to send me a comment, the best way to do that is on my Instagram account, at jscottoutdoors. Again, let's get right to this episode, and thanks for your support. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I've got my friend Parker Fails of Clay Bundy outfitters on the line parker how are you hey doing great jay i appreciate you calling it's good to hear from you yeah for sure i want to get you on before these strip hunts kick off i know you've been spending a lot of time up there you guys just killed a fantastic deer with the raffle hunter how's it looking out there you know what um right now it looks awesome out there um it is just we've been getting lots of rain for about the last month and uh, that native grass is just greened right up. I mean, it is it is so beautiful out there right now. And, uh, man, all the ponds, almost all the ponds across A and B are backed up and filled up, caught water. So uh, it's been really good. That's, that's great to hear. Great news not only for this year but for the following seasons because I know how important and how much of a chain reaction it is. Um, it's a little bit different. We usually do this forecast and, you know, you guys have been running cameras for, you know, the last month and a half, two months, um, and, and have an idea of inventory and can really, you know, see bucks from year to year with the trail camera ban. Um, no one has the privilege to do that. So where do you think we are antler growth wise compared to average or other years, or is it too early to tell? No. So, um, uh, like you said, we spent a lot of time out there already this, this year, um, in preparation for the raffle tag and, 
and uh, archery hunts and whatnot. And I think we, when we talked earlier, we were predicting, a, um, we thought maybe it'd be like an average year. And I think we, I think we were pretty spot on. I really think it is. I think, um, I think this year is stacking up from what, from what I have seen and the bucks we've seen that from last year to this year and what they've done. I think we were pretty spot on with our, with our prediction of, uh, of an average antler grilled here. So average for the Arizona Strip, which some people hear that may be dejected, but average on the Arizona Strip is a, is pretty darn good. Exactly. Yeah, no, average on the Arizona Strip is as good as anywhere. And so, um, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's any better than average. It's not it's not a banner year. And like you said, sometimes people get confused on what an average year on the Strip actually looks like. And uh, but this is one of those years, and there there's going to be some big deer kills. There's some big deer to be had this year. Speaking of big deer, um, you guys had the raffle hunter and just killed a really big, beautiful deer. Um, tell me a little story about that deer, um, whether it be history or a new buck. Yeah, so this is a buck that we have uh, been following for a couple years, of course, um, with, you know, before the pre-trail cam ban. Um, we followed him, you know, we had him from year to year with our trail cams. Um, and so he's always had a very similar frame to what he had this year. Um, just put on a lot more mass and a lot more time length this year than what he had had in previous years. Um, he, we figure he's about a six year old deer is what we had him at. Um, and so he he lived in a place where he could get away from hunters in the in the rifle hunt he was a pretty smart deer and he would uh he would move move out of the more huntable area where he lived and moved into a thicker part and uh you know that's what's nice about being able to hunt early season bucks in the velvet is um you can catch them kind of off guard and uh so we we saw this buck in our pre-scouting or in our pre-scouting season we saw him on july 7th was the first time that we saw him this year and um we actually posted a video on our instagram of the deer what he looked like then and we knew that he had the potential to be something special um and as soon as we saw him we recognized the deer knew what he was um knew some of his habits where he was going and when and uh we actually went back in there man we went in there often. I'll bet you we went in there maybe eight times after that and never saw the deer. He, uh, it, it came in and rained. The deer didn't have to hit water and it, it made, made it pretty tough for us. And so, um, leading into the day, the opening day of the hunt for us, we had still not seen the deer since July 7th. And, uh, but we knew, we just knew he was still in the area um, our team spread out and one of our guys picked him up first thing that morning um, and put him to bed. Um, we got in over to where he was bedded and a big rainstorm came in and kind of knocked us out of commission. We had to pull out um, and we were a little bit nervous because we had been looking for this deer for, you know, for the better half of a month and not seen him. And uh, we finally pick him back up and we're on him and then a rainstorm <laughs> pushes us out. Yep. So that was a little dejecting. Um, and then, so we went back in the next morning and that buck 
made a mistake just like we needed him to. The storm had caused him to push out into some more open country out in the flats. And uh, again, one of our guys right off the bat picked him up and um, we were able to get over in there and, and watch the buck, watch where he went to bed and uh, got Cliff into position. And I think he had about a 400-yard shot to shoot the buck in his bed. That's so. fantastic. What is it about big rainstorms? I've seen that before with, with elk as well. Um, what is it about when they get a big gusher that comes in that kind of sometimes, a lot of times, pushes them more into the open? Why do you think that is? I almost think it's like it's freeing to them um, in the sense that, I mean, the deer, they, they love, you know, they love the rain. And so it's almost like... Uh, they feel like it's just like us, you know, and when we've been dry and we can go get a drink and just, you know, good. I think, yes, I think the deer are the same way. They just feel good. They're feeling good about things. And, uh, I think that, you know, kind of drops their, uh, senses a little bit. Um, and you know, they're not as cautious and, uh, they go chasing. There's more feed with moisture on it in the open than there is in the trees. Right. right. Obviously because the rain can hit it. Right. And so those, the deer will go chase that is what we have seen. Okay. Fantastic deer. Um, you've got the archery hunts coming up. A uh, bunch of people listening probably have archery tags with as wet as it is. And as much rain, I, I believe over the next 10 days, there's rain forecasted out there every single day. What is that going to do? You know what? It could make for, for a pretty dang tough archery hunt. Um, we've seen this in years past where the storms will line up about this timing and, uh, and these deer just scatter. Um, the last man, the last two weeks have been pretty tough glassing because the deer, they're not held to water. They can literally be anywhere they want to be right now. And so, uh, you know, the last two weeks glassing have probably been about the slowest we've had for the whole year. And so without the ability to have a trail camera to tell you what deer is hitting water and even with trail cameras even if you did have them it's rained so much i don't know that sitting water unless things change you know in a hurry but uh sitting water would not be very beneficial in in my opinion and uh it's gonna make it's gonna make seeing deer a little bit more difficult for those people that are sitting listening with rifle tags in their pocket I've got to think that they're kind of licking their lips thinking, you know, you never wish bad upon other hunters, but if you have a rifle tag, selfishly, you're sitting there thinking this is playing right into the rifle hunter's hands. And the fact that the archery hunt probably is going to be pretty tough. The success rate is probably not going to be as good as it usually is. Yeah, no, I would dig You're exactly right, Jay. And that is exactly the way it's going to be. There's uh, you know, there's already less tags. They gave less tags this year. There's 10 archery tags on 13A and 20 on 13B. So the tag numbers are very low, you know, for the vast area that the Arizona Strip is. And then uh, you add in the moisture, and we're supposed to be getting a full moon the, about the first week of the archery hunt. It could make for it can make for a tough archery hunt, for sure. Um, in your opinion, does A look better than B or B better than A, or would you say they look about the same? As far as the feed goes, um, it's just, it's, it's kind of spotty. Like the East end of 13A looks incredible right now. 
Um, and then, and even the middle part of it. And then I, you know, this last week I was on the West end of 13 a, and it looked great there too. You get to 13 B there's kind of a section there in the middle that didn't get hit as good as, uh, maybe the West end, the South end. There was just a little section there in the, right in the middle of 13 B that didn't get hit as good. Um, but as far, I mean, as far as w which one looks better, I would say it, it's fairly, it's fairly similar about the same. Okay. Um, talking about size of bucks, uh, in your opinion, off of A and B, you know, the total strip, um, if you, if you just had to just guess, what would be a number that you would say it would, it wouldn't surprise me if a buck over X got shot or, or, or I guess, you know, is that number 240? Is that number, you know, you guys have already shot over 230 is, is, is a 250 possible? um yeah we really feel like it is um what you know that's with that being said without the trail cameras it is impossible to to know every single deer which we've been pretty dang effective the last 10 years of being able to do that the arizona strip has very little water so you get almost everything um and so this year it's going to be kind of fun because there's going to be some surprises that pop up um, and with the Arizona strip being what it is, um, it, no, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see a, a 240 type deer come off either A or B. Um, you know, that just with that surprise factor of no cameras and, uh, somebody slopping into one because that's, that's kind of what we're going to be back to. We're back to, we're back to those, uh, pre trail cam days off the Arizona strip. Sure. Um, with that being said, how do you think with what you've already seen with the trail camera ban, how do you see this playing out over the next five years? Not from a hunter's perspective, but from an actual, you know, deer perspective and what, what will it do in your opinion to the overall quality over the next five years? Um, you know, I think it, I do think it'll help age class. It, it's kind of a catch 22 in my opinion, because when we had trail cameras, um, if you're hunting an area and you have a two, you had a 220 buck hitting or you had a 240 buck hitting, you may have passed that 220 buck the first couple, you know, during the hunt to find that 240. Um, with trail cameras being gone, you no longer have that luxury. And so a 220, you know, a 225-year-old deer may get shot over a 247-year-old deer. And so I think it could uh, open the gap a little bit in the age group. I think you're going to get some really old deer, and then, um, but then some really, some really good young deer are going to get shot, if that makes sense. Sure. And so I, I do think there's going to be, I do think there's going to be some more, you know, nine-year-old deer out there for sure absolutely um but because... you're saying the youngsters you know those those four five-year-old like bucks that are really up and comers a guy that doesn't have the inventory is going to see it and you know see a 215 220 buck and shoot him when you know probably that buck is on his way to being a 250 exactly exactly and uh you know people hunters and people can say whatever they want but 
anytime you take away that as many trail cameras as uh, as people have ran on the Arizona Strip, you take away that much information, it's going to hurt. It doesn't matter how much boots on the ground time you spend, how many nights you spend running a light, you're never going to know what you've known. And so we are we are back to where, and it's silly that we, we've been spoiled. It's silly that it's even gotten this way, but we're back to where a two, you know, a two thirty deer is a giant deer. Right. Um, and in years past, um, you know, for maybe some of these raffle and auction hunts, you didn't look at a deer until it was touching the two fifty range. Um, and that luxury isn't as uh, prominent anymore. And so. <laughs> It just changes everything. Um, you know, if, if these cameras are ever taken away in these other states, you know, they'll see it firsthand too. It, uh, but, but it changes everything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about tag numbers? You mentioned the archery hunts have dropped their tag numbers. Um, what about the rifle hunts as far as their tag numbers? Yeah, they both dropped too. How do you think um, that's going to play out over time? You know, we're excited. We've always, uh, and and these uh fish cops up here on the arizona strip they're really good but we're we're always pushing on them to keep the tag numbers down keep the tag numbers down and uh i'm glad to see you know some people may not like to hear it because they may cut their chances at getting a tag but uh i am you know just as a lover for the arizona strip mule deer herd i am just really happy to see a cut like that happen um i think it was needed and I think over the next, you know, five, six years, it's really going to play in for us. And then so. how do you think with the trail cameras being gone for guys like you that live up there and, you know, Clay who, who ranches there, has a house there, literally spends more time than anyone. How do you think that that will play ultimately over time in you guys' favor? Um. We like to think it gives us an upper hand, but, uh, you know, what, what has happened, what I've talked with, with clay is, you know, running trail cameras and, uh, over the last 10 years for everybody, it's taught a lot of people to strip. And so, uh, you know, we would like, we hope that spending us being able to spend more time out there since it's right out our back door and, uh, just as much as we're out there that it would uh, play into our favor but uh there's a lot of there's a lot of people who put in a lot of time and are dang good hunters and so it's uh for those that do their work and their homework it's going to play into their favor and that's that's for everybody gotcha well sounds good well it's exciting i'm glad i was able to get the report from you um, wish you guys the best of success. And like I said, congratulations on Cliff's raffle deer, just a spectacular, just a beautiful, beautiful buck, um, big old buck. And, um, I'm excited to see how you guys do with the rest of your season. So, uh, tell Clay and the rest of the guys, hello for me. And I want to give you a chance real fast. I'll also link it up in the show notes. Um, give you a chance to let people know how they can follow you, where they can find out more about you guys. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. Um, so you can uh, call me anytime at 435-421-9463. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's at Parker underscore Fells. That's F-A-I-L-S. 
Um, and also Clay is really prominent on Instagram. That's at Clay Bundy Outfitters. Um, give us a follow on there. Shoot us a message on there or feel free to call uh, Clay at 435-680-2991 with any questions you might have. We love, uh, we love hearing from everybody and talking big deer. Awesome, buddy. God bless. Take care and I'll be watching you guys. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks, Jay. Thanks so much for calling. Appreciate all you do. All right, buddy. Hey, bye. bye.